Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of Busy Nation Dhando Takko Rokro. This is Ritika and I have my co-host Abhishek with me. Okay, hello everyone. Uh, we are doing this over the phone like always and Ritika is down with flu. No, it's not flu. It's just then? a bit of cold. Oh, okay. <laughs> But then my voice is totally gone. So this time Abhishek is going to do all the talking and men are trained to listen to me. Huh? <laughs> okay, cool. So this week we have the Harry Potter extravaganza, which will probably end very soon. We are already a fortnight after the first book was released across 93 countries. 12 million copies sold in US alone. 175, you know, 325 million copies are sold of all hmm. five Harry Potter books over the past 10 years. Just to put that in perspective, there are only 70 million computers which have Windows operating systems. So, oh wow! I mean, there must be something really in these books because I am one of those very, very few and rare people who have been totally left untouched with all this Harry Potter mania and uh-huh. all the craziness because I have neither seen a Harry Potter movie nor have I read <laughs> any Harry Potter uh, book. So I know, I mean, our listeners would be thinking that okay, I am in some gaon kheda. I am coming from there, <laughs> but. Uh, Uh, I am totally clueless about Harry Potter mania. Mm-hmm. So tell me more about it. Or this uh, one of my friends' daughter read the first book when she was six and a half. My and God! I was, I was barely framing the first English sentence in grammar. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> no, and then uh, she is in tenth now, and then I asked her. Then I asked him that she must be studying a lot and all that stuff. He's like, no. She was last seen reading page number one sixty after an hour. <laughs> That uh, last book was released. Okay, so you're not talking at all, are you? This one, this time. <laughs> okay, one of the reasons why I didn't buy the Harry Potter book, mm-hmm. I read the first three, but didn't buy this time because <laughs> it is priced at nine seventy-five rupees. Yeah, it's, it's a little too costly, I think. Yeah, but then that's the MRP. If uh, mm-hmm. people, I mean, if the bookstores are selling it at the MRP, then it is. I think it's fine. And it's like when you have a product like Harry Potter, it doesn't no, have any competition. If I mean, how many uh, such books yeah, are there probably. for children? No, right now there are none. I have not gone beyond reading Phantom comics when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I mean Champak and Chacha Choudhury were the only things that we got uh, as kids. But and also they've spent ten million dollars on protecting the book being stolen all across the globe. So because the entire business model of Harry Potter is mm-hmm. the privacy of the suspense or whatever. In fact, I read the height of the suspense was so powerful that uh-huh. people were buying the books. And the first thing they used to do is look at the last page and see, okay, who's dying? Who's the person who's dying? Absolutely. And then they will start reading the book. Yeah. So to protect that, they have put in a lot of money so that hmm. they can fight piracy. Uh, and the book has also been released in Hindi. Manjul Publishing House, it's a Bhopal-based uh, publishing house. Now the latest book has been released for three fifty rupees only in Hindi. And okay. the first one, Philosopher's mm-hmm. Stone, was released at one sixty-five. But uh, though it is uh, setting these standards for fighting piracy, uh, mm-hmm. do you really think that uh, one single Harry Potter has changed uh-huh. the Indian publishing market? Uh, it has for a little more than a fortnight, at least. No, okay. I think Harry Potter is the only book which is. Uh, since the past decade is is been seeked hmm. kids wake up in the morning at 6 o'clock to get that book when it is the day it is released but there is no other book or author in india hmm. which elicits this response from the people hmm. now we have authors like salman rasdi and uh, who's the other chap that bs naipaul one of them has been knighted the other one has won hmm. himself a nobel for literature they they are from indian origin but somehow i think the indian kavaldas ko authors for hmm. some reason have not over time been able to attract the youth to read 
we watch tv we surf the internet yeah but i think the reason why this is happening is mm-hmm. uh, not only because there are not good authors i feel there are they are uh, good authors and whenever a book like uh, we had that uh, 5.7 of chetan bhagat Yeah. Then it it does sell like hotcakes, but mm-hmm. I think it has also got to do a lot with the reading habits of people in India. It seems India has got a potential English segment market of mm-hmm. around fifteen hundred crores, and it ranks third in the world in its number of uh, English publications after US and UK. Mm-hmm. So it has got a huge potential market. but it seems that the print runs of successful books have been as low as 1000 copies so now why is that i i think it one as you said maybe because of high price but mm-hmm. i feel it is more because of poor reading habits of people in india no, i mean it's kids I, I these days not, yeah, okay, i mean see the time is divided between academic books playstations mm-hmm. internet mm-hmm. surfing then idhar udhar thoda outdoor activities so where do they get time for leisure reading other than a few comics here and there you even see the older generation are oh, uh-huh. we are not older generation okay <laughs> the normal <laughs> yeah the uh, working population like 20s right. or 30s where right. is the time left to read or where i i don't find people really reading these days see even if you have the time ritika now see when you want to read a business book okay mm-hmm. Uh, you will read a jack welch michael dell's autobiography lee ayakoka hmm. now all now india also has have many deserving leaders like ratan tata jrd tata hmm. we have i mean n number of them but then the indian authors for some reason have not written anything much about them that could be the case hmm. or maybe it's just that the foreign books are marketed so well that hmm. an indian student reading studying in a b school would rather read something about ricardo semler a small time entrepreneur from brazil than read about jrd tata's uh, biography like beyond the last blue mountain so i think a part of it is also to do with uh, they are not marketed well we used to i remember as a kid we used to have such a craze for encyclopedias but nowadays i, I don't <laughs> I didn't read okay not book, not yeah. mean but uh-huh. generally but everything is there on uh, wikipedia you go and you find yeah. or any other site for that matter why uh, mumbai is a much bigger market for publications and newspapers than other metros like delhi especially and mm-hmm. the reason was that uh, because people they travel so extensively in mumbai and because of that they read a lot because they need some avenue to do time pass oh. and so they start reading and this slowly inculcates into a habit so that is why the way midday sells in mumbai doesn't sell in delhi yeah that's true mm I feel how about how, how about uh, listening to podcasts while traveling instead of reading? Excellent <laughs> idea. I, actually, that's what happens in US and UK. People nowadays they download news podcasts, and that is how they get their daily news. But I also think a lot comes from the parents and the teachers. Definitely. And the parents are well read. For example, now that girl, he's she's fifteen, and she must have read hmm. Sherlock Holmes, everything. Now I I barely had started reading back then. It's not that my parents don't so read. Now I know how Abhishek <laughs> kids are going to be. Oh. I know right from <laughs> junior KG. I'm supposed to give uh, give them is that yeah. Jack Welch and Google. No, no, no. <laughs> I was more like Kama Sutra and all that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Before we move on to the next topic, there is one small trivia that I found about Harry Potter. Hmm. There is something called Hogwarts headache. Now Hogwarts is the school of wizardry in the Harry Potter book since you have not, not read the book hmm. a doctor says that otherwise healthy children developed headache after reading 870 pages of the previous novel so it was termed as the Hogwarts headache 
and now the new <laughs> england journal of medicine has okay. formally put that in <laughs> because wow uh, yeah so with that bit we move on to the next one it's microfinance which basically means uh, lending to the poor with the intent to make profits i think that is a very layman definition but that's what it is i, I guess yeah for so, example if i'm a slum dweller or all right i need 100 rupees hmm. to start my business mm-hmm. now i only have two options hmm. i can either go to the bank which will show me the door because i don't have any collateral security hmm. or i can go to a money lender jahan se mereko milega 1700% or 2000% pay milega so then what happens is now these guys like icici sks microfinance hmm. and the gramin bank in in bangladesh hmm. they lend you 100 rupees at 31% interest hmm. which is still higher than the normal banking interest which is around 10 to 12% hmm. and the difference amount is where they make the money and the yeah. poor guy is happy because he's getting those 150 uh, rupees or dollars right. from where he can buy his buffaloes his milk his butter and start yeah. a small shop that's right but along with giving credit microfinance mm-hmm. is also about providing basic banking or financial services like savings or insurance etc because poor people cannot afford the luxury of services like you know currently if you see our banks you ha- you need to have a minimum balance in your savings account Right, and uh, these people maybe they want to deposit some five rupees, ten rupees per day in their bank account. Mm-hmm. So microfinance also gives them avenue of safe saving of their uh, money. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. Uh, McKinsey actually estimates that as much as half of the three billion poor people in the world, hmm. everyone, everywhere from India, Somalia, Brazil, etc., they are eligible for insurance and uh, whatever you just said, the savings account, etc., mm-hmm. and uh, they are eligible to get loans. up to 100 dollars at a very high interest rate hmm. so that's why private equities and uh, venture capital funds like sequoia capital for example hmm. which funded yahoo and google hmm. they've just put in 11 million in sks microfinance led hmm. by vikram makula so it's it's not like charity but hmm. actually i mean that is what separates these microfinance institutions from the public sector banks because they are essentially based on two things that is one that poor people can repay their loans and uh-huh. that there is a market for such uh, scenarios which can sustain on itself without any subsidy to uh, elaborate on that wo jo poor people jo bolte hai na hum that mm-hmm. is 95% is women so yes, they say yes. that women are more inclined and more likely to make good of the money that is lent to them than men mm-hmm. because men it is known that if you give him 100 rupees he'll go to the nearest wine shop and get himself exactly. a dekhi daru or whatever that hmm. and whereas women will say will nurture they've got four kids to take care of and the husband is drinking yeah. uh, in the same house yeah in fact the gramin bank which was started by mohammed yunus this organization 97% of the loan recipients are women ah right and in fact it has got the highest track record of repayment also the payback hmm. rates are supposed to be over 98% out of the total equity of the bank the borrowers uh-huh. own 94% and the six, okay. remaining 6% is with government of bangladesh so they own the company basically all the borrowers are the shareholders of the company right that's right that's right but also there is one more striking feature of such microfinance institutions and uh-huh. that is that they always work in self help groups so like they make five member groups right and every borrower if i want to borrow some money then i uh-huh. should belong to that five member group and even though repayment will be only my responsibility the uh-huh. whole group will see to it that i behave in a responsible way so if tomorrow i want to blow all my money in drink i cannot uh-huh. do that so th- that is one of the basis of such kind of 
ఇండియాజన్ <laughs> and uh, well if you get into the topic it's like dharavi is a multi million dollar industry so let's yeah, keep that aside exactly so while we are using microfinance activities to actually reach the rural depths of our country one more thing is reaching there and that is one thing that some 10 years ago we thought that only a few rich people can afford the luxury of today it is one instrument that mm-hmm. is supposed to reach in the far flung villages of india and supposed to be a good marketing instrument also aha you've given it all away i can guess it now it's mobile <laughs> it's a mobile phone yeah. yeah by november this year we'll have more people using mobile phones than reading newspapers hmm. so we'll have up to 200 million of them so advertisers are looking at mobile phones than a mass media like television and print now it's like for example in hong kong they've already started this uh, anybody who passes by a pizza hut outlet hmm. will get an sms offering a 20% discount so for example if i walk past by it hmm. and i get that deep now what i have to do is i have to reply yes okay and a barcode is then generated through that hmm. sms which i can exchange for a discount at the nearest outlet you got yourself an sms yesterday from a bookstore which you visit very often mm. saying that sale laga hai please come and visit so that's the best way of personalized messaging although it might annoy you but sometimes you can use that as good information and avail yourself of that sale i mean every day i get message from hsbc airtel most of the time when the phone rings even when we are sitting in our office or in a mm. meeting most of the time people will take their phone and they are like okay i already have a credit card i'm not interested <laughs> that is what uh, happens always i mean that is one sentence that i'm used to listening every now and then i mean it's annoying but for the advertisers it's i think the best thing to do someone works with hut someone i know and he mm-hmm. says that the cost of sending an sms is only 1 paise so i no wonder <laughs> if you have to reply for example we spoke about the taj mahal voting phenomenon mm-hmm. it takes 6 rupees from you so imagine the, mm-hmm. the, the profit percent is there that's right in fact the sim card mm-hmm. is even making huge waves in banking industry uh-huh. so people are actually using mobile phones like an e account electronic account many banks in india also today they are doing pilot study of this technology what will happen is that you can go to a shop and uh-huh. you can pay him some cash and you can ask him to load this on your sim card so every sim card will have an e account so i'll have oh. 100 rupees on my sim card 
and okay. next time when i want to pay somewhere i don't have to use my uh, credit card i'll just use my sim card and i'll pay that money and my e account yeah. will deduct that much but that's cool that is the best way for the rural population to make use of this yes service. because Until, uh, uh, exactly because we may not have atms in the remote corners of our country but uh-huh. today we are having mobile phones over there and in fact this much cheaper and faster than opening a branch or opening a atm in any area ah. in philippines there is a company called globe telecom and uh-huh. it has been offering this service since 2 3 years ah okay so there is another bit of news which i have uh, specially for abhishek actually because uh-huh. as he is a budding entrepreneur <laughs> i want to ask him some training on how he should treat his employees in future Uh-huh. So, <laughs> well, free advice, free advice, please. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, huh. uh, some two three weeks back, this uh, US based advertising and marketing service provider, Interpublic Group (IPG), it uh-huh. acquired Lintas India, the ah. advertising agency. Right, so, right, right. And as a result of that, what Lintas did is that whatever profit they earned. out of this deal whatever money they earned out of this deal uh-huh. they have decided to distribute it amongst all their employees so all the cmd mm-hmm. of the okay. company prem mehta uh-huh. he has decided to distribute the amount amongst all the 550 employees working in the company right from the md to the pune Oh, okay. in fact, there are secretaries who have worked for like past 30 years and they have got around 30 lakhs 30 lakhs or 30 lakhs awesome. yes and wow. <laughs> people have people were like really really happy and it had come as a big surprise to them and they were they just couldn't believe that uh, such mm-hmm. a thing has happened and it seems the how they calculated the amount of money to be paid to each employee was that uh-huh. it was 40% of how many years you have spent in lintas and uh-huh. what is your current annual income If you're earning six lakhs today, hmm. and you've been working for twenty years, hmm. then forty percent of twenty into six that comes to forty-eight lakhs. It's half a crore, yar. Yeah, and that is what half people have got. And that is what people have received. Don't worry, you will not be forgotten, <laughs> my dear friend. <laughs> and you have seems, to make that kind of money. <laughs> and it yeah. seems that the total payout has been around two hundred crores. So. Oof, cool. Yeah, just uh, just to give everyone a uh, heads up. It is Ritika who gives me a call over the cell phone all the time, so she pays mm. all, all the all the mobile bills. And this so is no the, microfinance institution, oh, so this will be charged at hundred percent interest. No problem over there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's about it. So and as a collateral, I have Abhishek's uh, cell phone with me. Oh, you do? Since when? No, okay. I can I I can flick that any time. So <laughs> I assume it is mine. <laughs> All right, that's about it from this episode of uh, Busy Nations. Log on to www.theindicast.com. Go register yourself. It's a very very small page. We only want your email ID. So do that and uh, leave your comments there. That's about it. Bye bye. Bye bye.